When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. It is the one-timer, which means it's going to be short and sweet. It's all good. It's Declan Goff. Um, and Declan, let's start by unpacking a very interesting hockey game last night. It actually was not a good game. It was a bad game, but it was an interesting game, both during the game and post-game, 3-2, the uh, Anaheim Ducks beat the Wild as the Wild begins a three-game homestand at the X. At one point in time, Declan, I'll just start here. The shots in this game were 19-1 to in favor of the Ducks on a night when the Wild honored the inju- injured Miko Koivu, who had played in his 1,000th game, the last home game against Dallas. Uh, the Wild no-showed as much as one team possibly can. The fact that they got a point is a Christmas miracle. It's remarkable. I mean, it, but this is, this is Bruce Boudreaux. This is this is what happens when you have Bruce Boudreaux as your head coach. Uh, even when the team plays its worst twenty minutes that they have all season, which is saying something if you go back to the first dozen games of the year where they were the worst team of the NHL. Um, that that was remarkable that they got a point. A- a- Anaheim had no business winning that game either. I, after the first twenty minutes, I, I was thinking, can you know what? I don't. I hate. I, uh, I excuse me. I'm glad ties don't exist in hockey, but this was a point where I was like, yeah, give us a tie because no one deserves to win this game. Um, it was it was a piss poor effort, and yes, good for some of the young kids to play well. Donato had a big goal in the third period that tied the thing that tied the game up, but in overtime, after the heels of your best overtime performance the last time out, you had essentially a four on two power play because Silverberg's stick was broken, and you couldn't cash in. You were just holding the puck, holding the puck. You had Dumba waiting on the blocker side, ready to rip one, and then he finally gets one over there and he falls on his face. It 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 was a really bad an ugly hockey game last night for the Wild. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you, as we both sat in the press box watching that game, I said, hey, Dumba's in the Ovechkin position, yep. w- which is w- what you've been you know, calling Island. for them to take advantage of. Yes. And they continued, I, I think it was Zuccarello, if I'm not mistaken, had the puck and could have passed it over, but he decided not to, and then it went to Suter. And, yeah, that's a terrible game. It gets worse, though. Eric Stahl gets hurt, collides mm-hmm. with a linesman along the near boards to the press box as he enters the offensive zone in the first period of that game, Declan. Uh, crumbles to the ice in a heap. We don't know what's wrong. I'm sure that when the Wild does come out, they have, we're recording this on Wednesday, they have today off. Uh, they will play then Thursday against the Oilers at home. I'm sure when they come out and talk about Eric Stahl's injury, which I'm guessing is going to keep him out for a little while, they will say upper body. It looked like maybe a shoulder. It looked like I couldn't tell for sure. Um, but you are now, so Koivu's out. Yep. Although it sounds like, well, they want you to believe that he is 
making progress. Lower body. All right, he's out. Stall is now probably out. Yep. And so you are now down to bare bones. And, and my my dream of taking Ryan Donato and leaving him alone on the wing is now long gone. Yep, not happening. He's going to, to have to play center. And it gets even worse because Miko Sturm, who was called up briefly on the Wilds' last road trip, then was sent to Iowa to play last night, has tweaked something down there. So he didn't play. So, again, I will go back to this. 2019-20 is about learning about players. And if you get points, I guess you get points. But, man, you shouldn't be sweating them at this rate. Yeah, Ryan Donato will have to play center. I mean, he'll he'll just have to be a center now. Uh, be, but out of default, Nico Sturm, I don't know the severity of, of what was tweaked and if it's significant or not, but right now... Uh, you don't really have a, a true a true center. This is this is very concerning. Uh, you know, we is we it? knew that. Is it concerning? It's concerning from the fact of we're going to have players playing out of position and playing players that shouldn't be playing center. Yes, I think that is concerning. At the same time, mm-hmm. if this is the season of learning, like you have dubbed all season long, then then yeah, let's figure out let's figure out what we got. Ryan Donato, I thought played really well he, in the post game in the locker room yesterday. He was really hard on himself. And, you know, I, I feel like hockey players are just naturally hard on themselves. But I, I thought he played very well, and, and Bruce also thought he played really well. His candidates about him were pretty good, too. He was probably the only one he really complimented in the first uh, in his postgame scrum yesterday. So this is a season of learning. If Ryan Donato can step up and, and continue his hot play, he's been really good. He has not allowed a goal on the ice in 10 games. He's been yeah, on the no, ice. I think he's, he's been, been really good. This is why I want to see him play. This yeah. is exactly why I want to give him ice time. This is for all the people who's like, oh, yeah, he got here and he was really hot at after the Charlie Coyle trade last year, and now he's cooled off and he's not that good. Let's find out. Because I don't I don't necessarily think that he's a bad player. Is he a complete player right now? No. Probably not. Probably absolutely not. But guess what? Kevin Fiala's not a complete player yet. How do you get him there? By giving him this chance. By giving him a chance to learn. By giving him a chance to make mistakes and not be benched for that. Yep. Because you're trying to – what drove me nuts about the Carolina game – was was Bruce moved Victor Rask up to what a top six role, mm-hmm. and then shocker, I know this is going to surprise you. Carolina has a lot of speed. Yeah, really they're a good, good team. team. Really good team. Um, so Victor Rask couldn't keep up. So halfway through that game, they took Donato and plopped him up to a top six role. Which is, if you are going to do that and he fails, you have to accept he failed because you did that to him. Like he's not he's not ready to play top six against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and Victor Rask can't skate. And here's your scary thing. Thursday night, little preview here. McDavid and the boys coming to the oh, X. Boy. And by the way, Connor, I'm expecting far more than I did your last trip here yeah. earlier this season because you no-showed. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to me again. Yes, I get in for free. I don't care. I'm making the drive to see you play. Yep. Um, but that being said, a little preview for you here. I would guess that Victor Rask is going to have to play a top six role on Thursday night against the Edmonton Oilers, who are among the fastest teams in hockey. And there's nothing that you can do about that besides do, do the old Xavier Rhodes and just hang on to 97 for dear life, I guess. Yeah, you're going to have to – a wing and a prayer, I guess, is probably going to be what your expectation is for Victor Rask going into this next few games, especially if Stahl's out long-term and Coy was out long-term. I think Victor Rask was really starting to play well on the fourth line. And when he was elevating that Carolina game, you know, I, I fell not to a trap, but in the old cliche of, well, he deserves it. No, He's been playing too well. Much for him. He, can't he, he deserves it. And you watched him – Watching him just against Anaheim, the guy is has got yeah Xavier Rhodes legs and feet. He he can't he can't skate. He can't skate. Can't, he's a fourth line winger. He, and or, I'm sorry, center, fourth line center who's way overpaid as a fourth line center. That's the thing. If Victor Rask was making one point two or even let's just call it two million dollars 
I, I wouldn't be upset. I would, I'd be like, okay, you know, he, he is what he is. But right now, Victor Rask is, is going to be thrust into probably a 14 to 15 minute role here for the next few nights. Right, and he's going to fail. He's going to fail miserably. That, right, but that's exactly what you should expect. There's no fix here for Victor Rask. A uh, couple more things. What's your concern about your guy Dumble right now? I'm very concerned. I, what I, do you think is going on here? I don't know. I, I think he's losing self-confidence. I think um, I, I know Lou Nanny, who we had on the podcast earlier this week, said, you know, it's, it's teams recognizing that this guy has the shot and we're going to collapse in and we're going to take away his shot. In theory, that's that's... It's really smart because there's no one else in this team who has a shot that's close to Matt Dumba's. Maybe Donato, and even that, I don't think it's even close. Um, I'm really concerned. He's he's not shooting the puck as much. He doesn't have the confidence. He's not asking. I want him to ask for the puck. You know, like, I, I want. I want totally with you. I want stick on the ice. Yep. Give me the piece of rubber right now, Ryan. Pass me the puck. Pass it. I don't want you to shoot. Yeah. I there's something concerning. He's passing up shots when he's getting them. He's falling on his face. Um. In the preseason, we saw him light it up, and, and you know you take that with a grain of salt. I get it, but you kind of thought, okay, he's back. The pectoral injury is a serious one, but he, he still got the shot. He's got the confidence. He was posting social media videos all leading up to the training camp, being, I can't wait to get back on the ice. I had no problem with that. And so far, I mean, he, he hasn't been the factor, the dynamic defenseman that we thought he would be. Last night against the Ducks um, in, in the Wilds 3-2 loss in the shootout on Tuesday night, Matthew Dumba was a minus one. He had one shot in that entire game. Unacceptable. Uh, he took uh, three penalties, which probably means that he is not moving his feet as much as he should be. And because Spurgeon's out, he played 26-44, and I believe much of that did come in a tandem with Ryan Suter, who you won't be surprised by this, Declan, played 29-46. Yep, not surprised. So, yeah, I am, I'm disturbed. I am not disturbed to the point of panicking. I'm not disturbed to the point of thinking that he's not a good player. But it definitely does appear like he is, and I think this happened not last year before he, he got hurt because he was playing really well before he got hurt, Declan, but a couple of years ago when you expected more and he seems to get in, in his own head really badly, and then to your point, he starts to do dumb things, he takes penalties, his confidence wanes. The last thing, I want your interpretation, because I've seen this uh, before in covering this team from the Yozy teams, the Torch teams, and Boudreaux before, but last night. Post-game, post-game locker room, Zach Parisi made a very interesting comment, pointed, and not, you know, not the worst thing I've heard, but very interesting, basically, insinu- no, not insinuating, saying, saying that we should work on, that it would help if we had more of a strategy and plan and had worked more on our four-on-three power plays in overtime, which, by the way, almost never happened. Never happened. Because it's three-on-three unless it's a power play, which it goes to four-on-three. We all know officials are low to call that penalty. I don't blame them. And in fact, on the penalty they called last night on Getzloff, they easily could have called a penalty shot. Donato was breaking in. They did not. Uh, Boudreaux was then asked in his postgame press conference, which is not in the locker room. So Parisi was in the locker room. Boudreaux is in a side room downstairs at the X about Zach's comments. Describe what Boudreaux's eyes did and, and give me your feeling, because this has always been the pseudo Parisi dynamic here with all of these coaches has worked this way. But give the interpretation of what you saw. Uh, his eyes rolled over in the back of his head. Um, he looked visibly frustrated. He even glanced. Uh, it, was, it was Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune who asked the question, and he even glanced back over at, at Michael Russo and said it. This seriously happened. And he, and this wasn't he wasn't getting on Suhan for the question. I think he was just more upset that Zach had the audacity to say this. And when Boudreaux said, how many four-on-three power plays have we had this year? And we all, zero, this was the first one. Exactly. Um, this is an issue 
with with these guys. I I, I don't think any it's four coaches I've been through here, and all of them have run through the same issue with with these guys. Zach, I don't I don't really don't really get it. I know he's probably frustrated that he that he realizes he's not probably going to win a Stanley Cup here. So you know frustration. He's done this before. Over. Now. He's done coaches. it before. Um, but Zach have. A little bit more self awareness too. I, I side with Boudreaux. Of, are you serious? You're going to make that kind of comment? Look, I don't care if you practice it or not. When it's four on two, there's only two skaters who have the sticks. Silverberg's stick was broken. Figure out the process of elimination of who doesn't have a stick, who is not being covered. It's no longer a four on three power play. It's four on two, and the goalie. That's it. That's all you got to do. Pass the puck around. Don't hold the puck. Don't look for a special shot. Find the right guy and bank it. You don't have to practice that. It's, it's this is peewee stuff, Zach. Come on, get with it. Not to mention the fact that that team for a period and a half no showed the entire game, and then it's the four on three at the end. And Zuccarello, by the way, in the third period missed a wide open net. Yes, but I think Boudreaux's frustration was not just the fact that the four on three comment was was laughable, but I think his frustration was very much also you guys were being outshot nineteen to one. And by the way, the second shot was a penalty clear. Length of the ice clearing attempt that happened to go on John Gibson, the Ducks goaltender, who also allowed a goal to Ryan Hartman, which was off the charts awful. Yep. But the point being is you're going to no-show the, no show the game on the night that Koivu, your guy, your captain. Yep. And, and just to end here on this um, one-timer, you know, going back, my whole thing about Koivu as captain and changing that isn't a direct – doesn't have to be considered a direct criticism of Koivu. It's changing the locker room dynamic that we are talking about here and having a new voice and having somebody else who can say, Zach, I never want Can't to hear that. This. Never want to hear it again. Can't add this. And I'm going to tell you right now, a guy who could do it, he could play a little bit more, but, I mean, he's, he's a guy I love, Marcus Foligno. That guy leads at every turn and falls on the sword at every turn and tells you. So so my whole thing is not that Koivu is some bad guy, but it's changing this dynamic, which Declan, as long as this is left intact, is never going to truly change. You, you could change the people around. Donato's come and go. Dumba might come and go. But, you know, but the whole Ryan, Zach, and Miko guilt by association almost – is never going to change until it's basically either cleared out or or roles are redefined. Accountability. Yes. That's the word we're looking for. And how many times has Suter come out and talked about and done the same thing and talked about what went wrong and how it was somebody else who did this or somebody No, seriously. Yeah. yeah it's And very, so for all the people who yeah. are like and look, when Suter and Parisi came here, I expected different. We all did. And I really thought for a long time that Zach was a captain type of guy, but this is the third coach, man. This is the third coach. They're burning through coaches here, and they're all very different people. You know, Yozy to Torch, who was, I think, a fiery more type of coach, to Boods, who I think is pretty player-friendly. Unless very player-friendly. Yeah, so very player-friendly. Final thoughts? I'm done. Uh, final thoughts is uh, good luck to all the centers that have to try to go up down the middle and win face-offs. That's another thing. They're not going to win a single face-off. I think in the uh, first period last night, they lost 14 out of 15 draws. If the Wild, if I could give you this, two choices for Thursday night at the X. The Wild wins 2-1, to one, okay. or the, the Oilers win 8-1, to one, and McDavid scores four goals. Which choice do you take? Like, what would I rather see? 
what's more fun for you to watch? McDavid eight to one. Me too. Hundred percent. No question about Connor. Show up. Yeah. Show up for this game. McDavid eight to one. I'm All with day. You. All right. One timer. Judd's hockey show. We're done. Pass shoot score.